0: How's it going? This is Polly Muse. Polly Muse is an experience, it's a lifestyle, it's a podcast starring me. My name's Ben. It is also starring this guy to my right. He's my cousin. His name is Michael. How's Hi. How's it going?
1: I'm good. Thanks for including me. I appreciate it. <laughs>
0: we are the only people on Polymuse, the two co-hosts who have taken this journey, the deepest dive on Lincoln Park, going through every album, track by track. We've made it to Recharged, a remix project. Kind of, I mean, with the name, they make me think it's a sequel to Reanimation with the re in there. And being that it's a remix album as
1: well. It's a Reanimation Jr. And it first came about when Lincoln Park offered a pre-order for Living Things on LincolnPark.com. Fans were able to opt into a subscription to receive Living Things Remixed, where they received one track a month for eight weeks, which was a remix off of Living Things. Now, the subscription only actually dropped seven releases. They didn't quite get to the eighth, but it did inspire this recharged full project. And Lincoln Park never intended to do a follow up to reanimation, but this subscription that they originally offered where they really liked the remixes inspired a full length project. So more or less, here we go. This is the reanimation sequel. We followed up a full length album with a whole slew of remixes and brought in a number of folks that had received the original stems, the original tracks and put their touch on it. We stayed very much in the electronic vein, although we did add a couple of hip hop artist as well and it was received mixed more or less for fans that and like the original songs, so mixed, mixed reviews to critic critics yeah,
0: mixed to negative maybe it's okay it's not as good as reanimation
1: no not at all
0: it is not the same thing you got a lot of hardcore techno club. Banging beats, like dance music, basically, is a lot of this. Like dubstep, EDM, very heavy styles of electronic music seem to be the only thing they're really going for for the majority of this to varying degrees of success. And varying genre, they mix it up a lot. They go through every trick in the book, every different style, every beat, every club beat you've ever heard. Is on here somewhere, but uh, it's not really, it's not.
1: It's not very exciting. Yeah. Some of the songs are really stripped out and just turn into straight dance electronic. It's, It's void of any Linkin Park personality.
0: And it's like, why would this even be like, it could have been a remix of anything at this point. It's just a little snippet of Chester in there and none of their flavor or their style at all, really
1: loses a lot of, definitely a lot of the Linkin Park feel and just takes a completely different direction. And with it being produced by different folks, it doesn't feel like a Linkin Park album in that aspect. And there are a few tracks where it's it feels like the same song, but with a few electronic elements. So it's just a very strange project. Now, the original releases, the monthly subscription, about six of, the, six of the eight tracks did make Recharge. So we will walk through the full Recharged album. There are a couple tracks from that original subscription, the Living Things remix, that did not make that album. Those couple tracks are a Burning Down remix by R.A.C., as well as a remix of another Burn It Down remix, this one by Bobina, and this was a fan-made remix. This one, I don't believe, made the last cut. They were one short of the eight-track release subscription. I don't know why they were one short. They made it seven months. They didn't quite make it to the eighth. Maybe it's because they were preparing Recharged at this point. Uh, and a number of remixes actually that were rumored to be either part of the subscription originally or eventually make recharged. A number of things were lost in translation somewhere, and several tracks didn't make either project. So we just have remixes kind of being thrown all over the place. But a Burn It Down RAC remix did make the Living Things Remastered Mm -hmm. subscription. I Burn It Down Bobadine fan remix was originally slated to be part of that uh, subscription as well. Those two did not make the Recharged album. We're going to touch on those real quick, and then we'll run through the other tracks that were part of the subscription as they are laid out in Recharged since they made the final project.
0: So the Burn It Down rack remix, uh, I like it slightly better than Burn It Down, so I gave it a B-, minus, ranking it up a little bit. It's very generic, it is very kind of just chugs along with a poppy, steppy kind of dubstep influence, but really kind of polished and nothing really special. You could have told me this was like the original Burn It Down and I I wouldn't have known the difference.
1: So one of the tracks where it's like the original with electronic influences, more or less. Yeah. So in our eyes, more or less, not something that's too exciting. Now, there's certainly aspects of these kind of tracks that can really make it pop and really emphasize different points. I kind of like this track. Mm-hmm. There's nice little alien sounds. There's different instrumentations here and there that put little accents on it. It grooves. It's got a nice little bump, but overall it's... And again, between all the remixes of Burn It Down today that we're gonna cover
0: there's a lot of
1: this (laughs) yeah a lot of this this is not couldn't get
0: burn it down perfect i guess yeah this
1: isn't the top top remix so not
0: the top remix of burn it down
1: (laughs) it's not certainly not unlistenable it's it's fine It's, it's fine it's a c for me yeah now the other track the Burn It Down Bobina remix.
0: Yeah, this one starts out kind of chill and dark with like claps and kick drums and a little bit old school. And then it just kicks in with like super of its time, like 2010s, late 2000s dubstep kind of sounding synths and chugs along. I gave another B (laughs) minus.
1: Yeah, so this one's a completely different feel to the other one whereas this one really amps up the tempo or the feel higher energy as opposed to the rac remix i like this one a lot more as well i'll give this a solid b minus so this is an all right not not terrible remixes uh, but again we had four burn it down remixes as part of that monthly uh, originally slated eight track subscription plan and two of those they all recharged.
0: All of them have so many different sections to them, too. They're all really long. They all do, like, multiple beats, multiple synths, multiple patterns. But it's all just, like, a grab bag of just kind of generic, random go-to dance beats. It's not like they're writing a song it's not like they're influenced by the original song to make a new song out of it. Like a real remix would be, it's more just like they, it's like, I'll make a song with whatever melody I make a techno song every day. It doesn't matter what I chop up into the stew. Like it's
1: a very generic. So yeah. it's not necessarily emphasizing the specific instrumentation that Lincoln parks already bringing to the table and really, you know, emphasizing what they're able to bring or even filling in gaps per se to what they're bringing instrumentally it's just a Mm. lot of times it sounds like sliding in a generic electronic sound on top or underneath
0: so so to compare it to reanimation one last time i know that wasn't the intention i know it wasn't it's not necessarily you know supposed to be the same thing or whatever But, you know, reanimation was also produced by a bunch of random different producers who all got the stems, but somehow it all melded into its own. It was just so creative. It was like an alternative style of music. It was its own kind of little universe where they they had their own dirty style. I mean, reanimation is nuts, like. None. There's nothing that really sounds like that, but somehow when they did it this way this time around, it just came off, just always just generic and not. It doesn't dig into what Lincoln Park was really gave them to work with or whatever.
1: Well, if I heard this at a party, I would think it was a electronic beat and they just remixed a couple Lincoln right. Park pieces into it. Exactly. Not that it was taken into a studio and really hardcore
0: like taken apart and looked at and
1: rebuilt into a full cohesive track but you wouldn't wouldn't be my thought
0: this at a party like there's a thousand (laughs) other like dubstep dance banger like songs
1: you would hear our lincoln park britney spears remix uh, a mashup that we mentioned a few podcasts before i
0: played any of these records at a party exactly but whatever, there are some good ones on Recharged. That All of that being said, there are a few. It is worth it. I do think there are a couple little gems in there. Two or three, actually, that we will get to. We're going to do the track by track of the real album. There's Rick Rubin has been involved with this. Steve Aoki has been involved on this. They got kind of the all-star, not really, all-star cast of uh, remix DJs for this for the Recharged album? Not really, right?
1: It's, um, I would call it a C-list. C-listers on it's here? It's not, not super impressive. Do you got information I about oh, I got, the whole process I,
0: I, of how all that was situationed?
1: Absolutely. So this album, Recharged, now that we've hit a couple tracks that were part of the subscription service that did not make Recharged, Recharge itself was released on October 29th of 2013. For reference, Living Things was released just a year previous in 2012.
0: So that's awesome that they're just dropping an album again so fast, first of all, yep, for the hardcores.
1: So we're getting things out pretty quick here. And again, they're trying to keep things at about a year and a half window, I believe, at this point. And uh, the recharge with it kind of being a surprise to pop in there came out and you had some, I don't want to say new Lincoln park music. It was new, this remix album, but you're getting stuff at a fairly quick clip here and it was recorded. Yeah. Recordings came in roughly 2011 to 2013. So it it overlapped somewhat with the living things recordings because originally, like we stated that subscription was running parallel. The remix subscriptions was running parallel to the Living Things album mm-hmm. uh, release.
0: I streamed it when it came out. They had hooked me back in with A Thousand Sons, so I was back on the Linkin Park following them, you know, all their new releases. I was excited that they were dropping another remix project. I remember I didn't, you know, I didn't hate it. There's There's, it's new music. There are some gems in there. It's just, you know, I even at the time I knew I was like, well, this is kind of just what's trendy right now. There's no real reason behind this. I, I never yeah. yeah,
1: I never really listened to this album. Uh the one single, the one new track off here which was a light that never comes by Steve Aoki was the one single, the one new track that I'd certainly heard and I've heard he remixes here and there, but as we've covered by this point, Linkin Park's got remixes all over the place. You can't always tell what project they're coming from. Yeah, If they're from the fan club, an underground release, you can never tell what's coming from where. The album artwork's kind of cool. You have a weird kind of craterish thing kind of up front, ends up taking up like a third of the album cover. In the background, you kind of have a titan amongst a, either skyscrapers or brush, very... Very fantasy.
0: It's cool. Is it the same guy from the Living Things? In Living Things, he's like a ash man like burning in a f- extreme close up, but this is like far away, but he's like a giant god man and there's like trees and buildings.
1: That's that's what it appears to be. I think it's cool artwork.
0: The I It fits the vibe. It sounds like industrial dubstep colors vibes on this thing.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. It debuted at number 10 on Billboard 200. Uh, it did go gold in Germany. <laughs>
0: That's pretty good for a remix project.
1: Stephen Thomas Erlewine described it as the kind of album that appears primarily for hardcore fans looking for a new yeah. spin on the familiar. So that's exactly what a remix album
0: would be. Just some extra, just new music for the fans. However it has to be, you know, if they can get you another album the very next year, even if it's the same songs. I didn't hate it. I welcomed it.
1: So just a couple more cool notes on this. There was a special edition that was released. Uh, It was limited to 500 that came out on the Lincoln Park website as a pre-order. It was a forty-eight-page art booklet, along with the album and a magnet stylist that could interact with a cool three D sculpture that had some liquid fluid. Was it a sculpture of the it. Titan guy? It's of I believe it's like a like a lion or some kind of what? beast in a globe. It's it's a little strange. Yeah. It's a little strange. There is still a trailer up there on YouTube.
0: It's a strange thing to have as a bonus track on an album. It, a physical lion
1: in a globe. It's, it's quite strange, but it's kind of a cool little thing. It came with a stylus so you could play with the oh, I gotcha. material on the inside and drag it around. And, uh, you know, Lincoln Park's always associated with the art on their albums and what they're able mm-hmm. to create there visually to go along with what they're creating musically. So we had an art booklet. We had the weird art piece. Got the any uh, bonus movies, DVDs? No DVDs, nothing like that. But we did have a game that came out at the same time for Facebook. It was called Recharge. It came out in 2014, and a bonus unlock for that was A Light That Never Comes, the new track off this album. And it was promoted at the same time that this was released. I don't recall playing that game. Nah. I can't find a way to play it now. No way. So it must not have lasted very long. No. Um, but Recharge, that was the Linkin Park game that came out at the same time that this was announced. Not the first Linkin Park game. Not the first one, uh, but it did come out on Microsoft's Xbox as well. So there you go. Linkin Park video game to complement the new album and an unlock song.
0: It's cool that they always figure out new ways of marketing and other projects that they can do creatively besides just do- dropping albums and stuff. Like how many bands have video games? Aerosmith does, but I can't think of any other ones off the top of my head, really.
1: I I can't either, and it's a shame that some of these aren't still around. Yes. Wasn't that great? Yeah. I didn't play (laughs) any of the video games.
0: I never joined the underground club at the time and I never joined the video. I never played any of the games. So even though I was a huge fan of all the records really, except when I kind of dropped off around minutes to midnight for a few years, but I never, there was still like deeper levels to the fan club that I had never really understood until we went back through some of the history of these albums. So it's cool to understand uh, more of how Recharged came to be like that and how they're always thinking of new ways of getting content and ideas to their fans, which that's a really, it's an underlooked aspect. You can't just make cool stuff. You also have to figure out like cool ways of reinventing it and showing it off every time too. So good try on a, on a remix album on a techno dubstep electronic remix album but we'll see let's we'll go track by track i honestly it's not going to score that badly it's going to cu- there's going to be some places where it picks up some points in here definitely
1: yeah i was just double checking on that uh recharge game cuz there isn't a ton of stuff you can find on it but um you're fighting through uh, according to the facebook post here uh fighting through hostile territory and complete missions Using resources Your enemies are hybrids A race of genetically engineered Biomechanical androids Who rule over the Post-Optolithic planet The player will travel Through the hostile wastelands and different missions With the aim Of depriving the hybrids Of the energy They so badly need That's exactly What Linkin Park sings about Sounds like it'd be awesome it's too, too <laughs> bad I didn't make it It's got crystals 50 missions okay. To complete
0: Are we ready to talk about The music part Of the album
1: I guess I guess I'm ready.
0: Track one, Light That Never Comes. This is the new song on Recharged. We got Linkin Park. We, say, we always say on, on Polymuse, the seventh member of Linkin Park is Jay-Z, which means that the eighth member of Linkin Park is Steve Aoki. They, this begins, is this the first? I think it's the first released collaboration with him, but there are quite a few more to come uh, after this as well.
1: Steve Aoki, DJ, record producer, record executive, music programmer, founder of Dim Mac, 2013 Grammy Award winner for Best Dance, Electronica, which was, of course, around the time, just after this album was released, he won that. 2012, it was his first solo album release, Wonderland, which had artists like LMFAO, go to LMFAO at that time, Kid Cudi, Travis Barker, Will I Am, Little John, Chitty Bang, and a slew of others. So, he's well-respected.
0: Yeah, a lot of clout. A lot of guys on there that, you know, their time is money and their money is time. So, it better be a good record and it better be... (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Between Ayuki and and Ruben, I mean, Lincoln Park had already established themselves as the top top of the food chain. Respected
0: is the right way to put it. It's, It's hot. They have the influence to be able to work with the most talented other people i mean the jay-z as well i mean bringing him in as a collaborator they always just have the top tier talent let's see how it paid off for him do you like a light that never comes
1: it's okay
0: (laughs) it's okay (laughs) it's a dubstep song or whatever i mean i don't necessarily know what to call all these different genres in here it's it's influenced by that kind of a thing it's i think it, it, they pull it off better than some of their other dubstep ones
1: it's very radio friendly it was used on a number of promotional tools it was remixed to death after this true it's it's grindy it's fine for what lincoln park is it's got our electronic elements yep. we've got mike and chester
0: it's poppy it's pretty good i gave it a b plus i think it's better than some of the stuff on living things
1: yeah i give it a solid b it's not my favorite track that they've done no way it's not it's not edgy it's not edgy it's not dialed down and no really calm and telling a story it's not a power ballad it's not a power ballad it
0: is kind of a stadium rock thing or a stadium dubstep thing you know, they want everybody to feel it all at once and pump their fists. It kind of, it works.
1: It works. It's you, their modern sound. You can dance to this track. You can get rowdy to this.
0: You wouldn't, but you could.
1: You could. The electronic elements just aren't super exciting. We have our chugging, a little punching, but we don't have any real build-up. We don't have any yeah. real crash. It's just, it's really just a rock song with a few little bumps here and there, and that's what it is. The lyrics aren't exciting, We're repeating a lot of the same stuff. We do have a little, little mic verse here and there. It's just so bland.
0: This whole album is just so distorted and intense and just grindy that it's just, it ends up not being intense. Like, it's just all at such a high, grindy level that it's like, this is just, this just comes off being, you know, pathetic. Not pathetic, but it comes off being. You said it earlier. What's the word I'm looking for?
1: Oh, I do like that we have both vocalists. I really like that. I still like that we have some oh some combined vocals. I I really like that piece of it. But some live what they're saying just isn't.
0: Yeah, what's this song about? As we like to say on Poly Muse, what the heck is this song about? A light that never comes. A a light that depression.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just strength and a light that always shines, and yeah, cool.
0: Let's keep moving. We got Castle of Glass, the Mike Shinoda remix. Why would he do this? I don't know. I gave it a C because castle of glass i gave an S. I love castle of glass this just seems random he just made it like a really hard banger like it reminds me of like justice or daft punk or something where it's just like a heavy kind of futuristic sounding something from like human after all or something where it just pounds and pounds and pounds and that's what he did to castle of glass but i don't know why he did it. He could have done it to any of the power ballads they ever wrote, and it would have been the same. And I uh, just cast on the glass was fine. If you do remix, this is my when you do remix, you want it to be like part two of the song. You want it to be like the next chapter. Like you took the original sounds of the song, and took it and told a new episode of the same content of the same musical framework like this is just like what if what if castle of glass was like a a grindy like justice type song it's like what if any of them were
1: c minus i gave it a b minus more or less because we kept the original elements of castle of glass Mm -hmm. and we created a few little Interludes more or less at points, and we're able to do some builds and some drops. Now, I kind of feel like there's a real story and some real emotion in this song that's more in your feelings as opposed to a real high-energy, let's-party kind of vibe. And this kind of plays with the emotion of the original intent of the song. Mm -hmm. And I don't always like that because then you have like conflicting emotions between what you're you feel you're supposed to be feeling from the track and what it's turned into (laughs) but i kind of like the twist that's been put on it some of the builds and the electronics some of the the twist on it the distortion i give it a b minus it's listenable it's a just a twist on the the original track that i was ho hum on i think originally i think i ended up grading it quite high but i'm glad that it I like this mix of it.
0: We got track three, Lost in the Echo. The Kill Sonic remix of Lost in the Echo. We got more dubstep influenced late 2000s style dance music. It is good. The sounds are really good. You know, it's all about the sounds. It's all about making it sound nasty and weird and alien and just an intense, insane sound to it and this one's not bad for that it's really heavy a lot of chester screaming in it which is awesome we always like chester screams but you know it's pairing him with the crazy modern dubstep noises instead of with a guitar so it's kind of a new like we always say they want to find new ways to be heavy new ways to mix heavy rock music and rap music and now electronic music so i kind of like the way this is kind of, you know, another generic sounding genre of the week type of thing, but I, it just really pulls it off. It is a really intense dubstep song. I think, you know, at the time when Skrillex and all that was popular, I would have put this, this one, I think maybe would have made that, (laughs) made the cut on the tape. It doesn't sound like a, you know, it doesn't sound derivative of that kind of stuff. It sounds like it hangs with that kind of stuff. It's that, it's a higher caliber of of dubstep music or, or or modern, you know, intense grindy, whatever you want to call it. So I think it's a cool that they, you know, it's them. It's that new school idea of like, how can we pair Chester's voice with other instruments, other genres, and still be heavy? And uh, I just think this one works a lot better than a lot of the other ones. But I give it a B plus.
1: So I think Kill Sonic did a great job here. He's actually half of a duo called Chasing Shadows, which was prominent in the early 2000s, I believe, 2010s. I don't know. As we'll see, there's a trend of collaborators that are not so active today uh, as when they collaborated with them in 2013.
0: Well, this genre is not quite as active really i mean it turned into whatever like trap music or snap music or whatever you want to call it and then that became country music and pop music and every like that beat the dubstep slow thud beat was everywhere for a while and then they realized they could pair that with other music that wasn't quite so disgusting sounding and but then it became all through the 2010s it was every other kind of music like you know i mean no joke it's like so many country songs still still it's that snap rhythm and you know i really think it came from pr- all other producers seeing dubstep and being like well that's the most intense thing ever done and we can take that and put it into pop music and now pop music is at a new level of intensity but everybody got thrown under the bus like skrillex is like a joke now now in like 2020s is he's more of a meme and it's like oh that was intense that was like hardcore and i mean it is like listen to it it's it's insane but you know nowadays it's more of just like the butt of a joke type of a thing like a fad you know almost
1: maybe i think some of these artists do better internationally okay i think uh that's something to keep in mind i'm not certain on some of the european trends but certainly i don't think you're necessarily i don't think you're wrong on that <laughs> i'm just that. not surprised
0: i'm just not surprised these dubstep guys our, don't get gigs anymore yeah like
1: <laughs> right i get what you're saying um but yeah this is one of the few tracks where i think the producer worked with the material he had
0: yeah Maybe that's what I'm noticing.
1: I think they do a great job. And I S S the song I love this song. I plus oh, a- the remix. So well this this track, the remix, I, I give an A plus. The original track I give an S to. I love this remix. I think in the beginning they do a good job of building up to really the screams for for Chester on the opening. Yeah. Do a good job of, you know, kind of kind of prepping you for it. there's emphasis then on the screams and kind of chopping those in. I think this is just an excellent track of really punching up all the great points in this track. And like we were saying, kind of filling in the gaps where I know you weren't the the biggest fan of this track at all. Kind of thought it was bland Mm -hmm. and I think it fills in some gaps where there's some lulls or it feels too generic. And I think this does a good job of making it not, generic right. and cutting it out. I think this is an awesome remix. I'd consider consider making this an S, actually. I'm not going to. This is an A+. Plus. a I love plus, this remix.
0: Yeah, We'll see if there's an S in here. It would be different to have one on the mixtape, I think, but we'll see. As we always say on Polymuse, we rank stuff on a tier list. Anything better than an A, better than 100%, extra credit, we give it an S ranking. Those are the songs that make it to our all-time great... Lincoln Park mixtape that we're going to publish as a Spotify playlist at the end of the podcast. So let's move on to track four, Victimize. Let's see. Can we get an S? No, we can get an A. We sure can. This is cool. I love heavy breakbeat music. I love like drum and bass, like just heavy insane like really intense like uh, breakbeat style music that's basically what Mike Shinoda has done to this song uh, victimized was a really intense song with a lot of screaming anyway Mike just basically took some of the most intense possible uh, electronic styles and beats and put it to them he could have done it to anything he could have done it to any intense song but you know victimized just kind of fit fit the bill I like this kind of thing. I'm a sucker for breakbeats, A+.
1: Well, this is fitting for the track and the content of the victimized track, right? You got the breakbeat, mm-hmm. you still got Mike's rap coming in, clearly his rap verses. The screaming is very, it's just muddy and it's distorted and it attacks you and attacks your ears. And that's exactly how this track should be when it's pushed. This is awesome. This is an A-plus for me. Yeah. Easy. Uh, so I think, you know... This track and the previous Lost in the Echo, are, I think, are the best tracks on the whole whole project. (laughs) Nice.
0: Yeah, this one stands out on its own. Like, it doesn't sound derivative. It doesn't sound like they're trying to play catch up to Skrillex or something. Like, it just sounds like a piece of art that, you know, was supposed to sound like this anyway. Yeah, I think it's really cool that they got this intense with it. That they got this hardcore with it. And I, man, I just love that sound. This. (laughs) <laughs> I love drum and bass man I do Very drum and bass influenced track on this thing Track 5 I'll Be Gone featuring Pusha T The Vice The Vice Mix uh, nope. Is a C of a song <laughs> Just uh, just What are you even going to say About this song It's a power ballad again But it's a power ballad again With like a ding 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 ding, ding synth thing that they do in there and like trap hats basically.
1: Yeah, DJ Vice is not particularly notable. Pusha T at this time, he was half of the duo clips with his brother Malice in the 90s through the 2010s. And he'd they'd started pushing their solo careers in the 2010s. And he'd signed with Kanye Muse Kanye West's label, Good Music at this point. So he was starting to really generate he'd already been around forever at this point but as far as what i'd consider mainstream because he was now associated with kanye he was really starting to push at this point no pun intended he'd appeared on mercy which is the single collaboration with big sean kanye west two chains so that was a big track and he was really just starting to push some solo projects at this point he gets 18 seconds on this track. Uh, that's atrocious.
0: And that's like the first and only feature? Now, there's a couple rap features, but not very many.
1: So it's super disappointing. It's not a great verse. It's a pretty boring vor- verse.
0: I think this whole track is whack as hell. Like uh, The beat, the way it hits, the synth, the rapping, everything about it is just like goofball time.
1: Well, the problem is we have some, some corny mic rapping again that's a real 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 problem (laughs) yeah i I mean he's got a a nice line here built a track once and killed it twice in reference to this track which Uh has these new verses on by both him rapping and push a t that's that's okay but this is his verse on this might be the highlight of his rapping as he adds a couple more new pieces to songs further down here and there not good. Instrumentally, it's not terribly exciting.
0: Chester sounds great. Chester always but sounds great, but I think great. it's you know the original record. It's not like a re-record.
1: Did you give it a rank? C plus because we get Pusha. Okay. A boring Pusha. For eight lies,
0: seconds. greed, misery. Track six, the Dirty Phonics remix. Uh, lies, greed, misery was an S last time. The original. This one is like kind of random sounding. It's a lot of like marching snare kind of rhythms and chopped up lyrics. I don't really like it when they chop the ch- like chop a piece out of a sentence and use that as a sample to where it doesn't even make sense and it's just like a repeated 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 syllable thing they do it on a couple of these
1: tracks they do that on powerless coming up as well yeah it's junk i don't like that either it's
0: junk it's like it's not how you should do a remix like on this one they just choke in the lies choke in the lies choke in the lies it's just obnoxious just over and over and over uh not very musical it does go into a drum and bass influenced part which i am a sucker for so it gains points back for that but there are like a bunch of boring chill like atmosphere parts in between i always love you know i love the song of the original i love the lyrics and the vibe and the the message and the energy and what it's about and and the whole theme of the song so i couldn't give it too bad of a score but there's no it doesn't seem there's no heart to it you know what i'm saying? B-minus.
1: It's worth noting that uh, Dirty Phonics, who put this remix together, is one of the few artists, might be the only artist besides the actual features, like Pusha, that's still active today. His debut album came out in 2013, Irrelevance, just prior to the release of this Recharge remix album. So, Linkin Park hopped on with a lot of producers as they were coming up in that space right at that time. But this is not a terribly exciting remix for a song that was already solid. I gave it a B. You loved it. I downgraded this remix quite a bit. I gave it a B-. minus. Listen to the original.
0: Definitely listen to the original instead, yeah. Some of these... As I said earlier already, it should be like a part two, a good remix. It should always be like you listen to the thing, original, then you listen to the remix. It's like it continues it on. It's never going to replace the original, but this one is like don't even bother with it. Just stick with the original. How about uh, Roads Untraveled, track seven, featuring Bun B, the Rad Omen remix, bottom of the barrel.
1: Bun B, around forever even at this point originally part of ugk with the late pimp c started way back in the 80s and had started releasing solo tracks commercially in 2005 with trill he gets a nice 30 seconds on this track i'd just like to know he has a nice verse he lays down the whole production and the instrumentation really switches up to more of that houston texan kind of vibe that's associated with with hip-hop music for his verse. So there's a nice switch up by the producer when he comes in. Mm. And his lyrics are relevant to The Roads Untraveled. It's not, you know, out of left field. It's very relative to what's being talked about in the track. So it fits right in. So his piece to this track fits in nicely. Outside of that, outside of our 30 seconds of Bun B and the excellent production that goes into... Acknowledging that there's a new presence on here. Mm-hmm. I didn't like find this music. exciting at all.
0: <laughs> it's like really generic, bad, like house music or something. And it's just
1: a D. Bun B, solid 30 seconds. Production to complement that, solid 30 seconds. The rest of this is not great. I gave it a C. Track eight, Powerless with Inferno. Inferno was more of a tour DJ. He spent time in Madonna's Sticky and Sweet tour, Rihanna's Loud tour, Another DJ slash music producer, like a handful of folks on this project. And he stood stuck with DJing. Not a super exciting track, in my opinion.
0: It's not exciting because it's that type of music that was so popular at the time and that is maybe maybe is finally, it, you know, it has start, started to drop off. The type of thing I'm trying to talk about, it's, it's the time of your life music. It's that music where every note and every beat, it came out of kind of dubstep and pop and when pop started to get more intense and stuff like that around that time. But it's so many records that came out, it's like, it's just just the time of your life, the best time and it just became so generic and so stupid and music wasn't edgy at all because every pop record that was coming out, it was just like, this is, this is your moment. This is the time of your life. This is the best night of your life. I mean, you know, all those type of records, like you never want this night to end. That was like a huge, you know, there's so many songs that came out during that time period.
1: Just the, the yeah, those type of synths that are used.
0: So it's exciting. But it's not exciting at all because it's that level of cheesy, super intense, exciting. I think that era has finally died in pop music because now we have Billie Eilish and stuff and sad music and goth music is more on a bigger stage again. There's also
1: just more a feeling in that and I think more song building. In construction and writing, and I just think that's better. You can't, I, I, yeah. Powerless, also, I think because of Powerless and its writing and lyrical content, and unfortunately, with what happened to the late Chester, I think just has a lot of meaning. And it's not that it can't be taken and really changed into a different type of song and really punched up into a happy dance groove. It's just this is very generic. They really grabbed onto the powerless, which is something a, a great lyric to take, but they just take it, they repeat it, which is a a normal trope, a normal thing to do. But they're just different. A lot of different things could be done with this, mm-hmm. and this is just not great. This is it's a DJ, it's a DJ who dabbled in remixes, and that's clear because there's not a lot of creative construction as far as creating a lot of different sounds, Mm -mm. moving a lot of uh, arrangements or grabbing different pieces. And like we said, punching them up, filling in gaps, moving a lot of things around. It's just very generic.
0: Lincoln park is supposed to be edgier than this. I mean, it's not a happy song. It's not the type of song where every note is supposed to be the time of your life. Like powerless is kind of a deep song, kind of a dark song. This is just silly. Did you give it a hit, give it a rank?
1: You know what, I gave it a C and then I, I'm, I talked myself into an F. This is an F.
0: All right, We screwed up. We
1: screwed up a great song. It sounds like garbage. I'm just, I'm done with this. There's no point <laughs> I'm to bad. it.
0: Why would this, this is... get the happy time, fun time hour treatment? It's, it's stupid. Not happy with this.
1: All right, so moving to the next track, we're going to Burn It Down with Tom Swoon, who was a Polish DJ and producer. Started his career when he was only 17. He was 20 at the time of this collaboration. He had toured with the Vici and Steve Aoki in 2012. Billboard magazine called him an artist to watch this year of the album release, 2013. Uh, unfortunately, he's done with music. Uh, he stated so huh. before he went to prison after causing Whoa. a fatal DUI in 2018. Whoa. But anyways, this track... I think was a good element of Linkin Park with a little electronica. But it's kind of your definition of a forgettable, generic, electronic radio song. (laughs) That's what I have in my notes right here. It's Ben's definition of a forgettable, generic, electronic radio song.
0: Wow. That's exactly (laughs) what my notes say.
1: (laughs) That's what I have.
0: You know me so well. Yeah. C minus, man. Dang. Mm,
1: I gave it an F. All right. <laughs> I failed this song. It's very um
0: Maybe I should be harsher on him for that. It's just generic. That's why I'm like, well, generic is a you know.
1: Well, here's so here's the problem with it. Yeah. We're dropping out a lot of the Lincoln Park elements altogether. Right. And we're just repeating parts of the chorus. We're not leaving any of the it's all electronic, basically. We're stripping mm-hmm. out all the original instrumentation of Linkin Park, more or less. It's all stripped out or gone or just engulfed by the electronic sounds. We're not complimenting Linkin Park. We're not straight up remixing anything be- because lyrically, it's also gone. We're re- 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 playing parts of the chorus vocals over and over again. So it's just not Linkin Park anymore. We're taking a few pieces and repeating a few pieces of the vocals over and over. Instrumentally, we're gone, so it's just an electronic song, and it's not pushing anything creatively, any different directions. It sounds like a thousand other electronic songs. Yeah, we got our our punchy. Let's jump up and down. Do 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 do. Bump 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 <laughs> bump. I mean, it sounds like a million other songs. So. The Lincoln Park aspect is gone, the writing's gone, the instrumentation's gone, so it's just pure electronic right now. It sounds like a lot of other things. We don't have anything special drum bass wise, anything special with keys, and no special build-up or anything like that. And then you I think you're just kinda waiting for it to end. And it's boring. It sucks.
0: Even among the generic ones, this one is the most generic. I sp- I wrote down, there's no reason for it to be this song. They could have done this exact remix and had it sound exactly like this taking any other song, almost, and just did this exact same treatment and it would have sounded exactly the same.
1: And we, we haven't been noting all of the songs that were also part of the subscription service um, but this was Because there are, how many songs on this project? Let me see here. 14, 15 songs on this project because it has its own bonus track. And six of these were part of the original subscription service. So just under half. But this was one of the ones, one of the tracks you would have received as part of your monthly remix. And it sucked. You'd have been really disappointed.
0: Track 10, Until It Breaks, the Datsik remix. Another one. Another one that sucks and is a disappointment.
1: Datsik, a uh, Canadian producer. Just a lot of twangs, little piano, some lasers. It's like
0: generic boom bap beat and then a chopped up. The thing that I don't like where they chop up the lyrics to the point where it's not even a full sentence and they just repeat, repeat, repeat a sample. Like that, like that. There's no point. Like that, like that, like that. Like... It's even worse than his corny rapping. It's like tiny fragment of his corny rapping repeated. You know, it's just piano and boom bap. And then it gets like crazy hard after that, but it never does anything interesting.
1: This was also our three-part track from the original Living Things album. And we drop out Brad Delson's part altogether. It's just not here. So we're keeping two-thirds of the original track, more or less. And... It just destroys it. It's not a, it's not yeah. a remix. It's an electronic song yep. where we throw a few... Like that, like that. tidbits of Linkin Park elements in.
0: Does it retain the three-act structure? I'm not even sure. I think probably technically it does, but they're all just heavy dubstep.
1: I kind of like the dubstep punching in the middle where we lose all Linkin Park altogether, but I give it a B- for that. <laughs> like I, I like- listen to it as an electronic song.
0: But you wouldn't though. There's a million other dirty dubstep songs. Dirty. Uh, I gave it a D. I didn't give anything an F for whatever reason, but this is at the bottom of the barrel. This is garbage.
1: Okay. You may have talked me down now. I just be them. I don't even know. I just I'm indifferent really. But they're not dumpster fires. So.
0: Skin to Bone featuring Cody Beware and Ryu, the Nick Catch Dubs remix. This is awesome. I did not like the original Skin to Bones at all. This is cool and a totally different piece of music, really. This this one, this is like the reanimation style that I like, where it's like a part two. They took all the sounds of the first one and they're like, how do we take those sounds to the next level? It's not how do we cram a dubstep song into the middle? It's this is the reanimation style that I'm looking for, man. I gave him an A for that. I think it's really cool. They're like rapping to a marching snare, like a nasty synth. And there is some dubstep element in there, but, uh, you know, they're more leaning on the boom bap style. And I just think it's great. This is the type of real true remix that we want to hear. I think. What do you think about that?
1: So I actually like the original track for what it was. Very simply written, but a nice kind of sound and a chorus that was catchy and very kind of caught you and and kind of made you listen and and kind of gave you a visual. This man, these lyrics aren't good. Mm. We do have Ryu, of course, from Fort Minor. We we have some awful lyrics. I I don't like don't like the lyrics. Fair enough. You're nothing but a trophy mounted on my door frame. I spit that propane, light you with a slow frame mm. and watch you burn until there's nothing but a gold chain. Mm. Yeah, you'll be some crispy critters. <laughs> It's just it's just not
0: good. Yeah. It's not about anything. It's they're reaching, it's nonsense. It's just like I'm gonna be violent sounding, but not really have any content.
1: Ryu's good. I don't know who the hell Cody Ware is, but he's not that's not good good quality uh content there. Instrumentally it's okay. We have some nice buzzing, some nice just some nice compliments to the to the rapping. Um but this is one of the tracks where you have like new lyrics some new writing here and it is very different yeah. right i, I did this song i gave it a d mm. i think the lyrics because again it's more written around in my mind what we're doing lyrically here we switched around what we're doing we have three vocalists three rappers and it's not as much an electronic song to me and the lyrics aren't great the flow is fine. If you're not really listening to what the heck they're saying, then it's, it's okay. And you stripped away kind of the chorus, which is kind of cool. I think it's repeated twice. I give it a D. It's, it's okay. Instrumentally, it's more of what you want. It's more of the sound you want. If you, if you play it in the background, it's great. I just wouldn't listen too close. They could have done a lot, lot better with this. I give it a D. I listened to the original. Our follow-up track is I'll Be Gone by Schoolboy. Who is schoolboy, you may ask? Schoolboy, you know, you get a lot of schoolboy Q, which is who I wish was on this track.
0: That's what I thought when I read it at first, and then I was
1: disappointed. So I got a schoolboy Q? Who's supposed to be on this track? (laughs) Not (laughs) Not schoolboy Q. Did you give it a D? I gave it a solid...
0: What the heck did I give it? I wrote C minus.
1: I wrote C plus. It is solidly average. Mm. We're still Linkin Park. We're adding electronic elements. We're not punching up or adding anything to the fact that it is a lincoln Park song we're simply throwing in electronic elements to a song i don't think it really punches up particular elements of this track at all it's bland it's boring yeah what would you grade it
0: i said c minus
1: yeah i'll give it a c minus
0: let's do something awesome this is for the fans this is the deep cut this is the reason you're here This is Until It Breaks, track 13 on this thing. The Money Mark headphone remix. This is very cool. This is very unique. They basically did a sound collage version of this song. Until It Breaks is that song with the three different pieces, which is already a collage which I love collages. There's something about just juxtaposing different elements that don't belong together that is so entertaining and fulfilling to me. I love collages in general, but they basically just take random samples and mash them together and make very unique uh, atmospheres and situations on this thing that you never hear any... I mean, this doesn't sound like anything else. It's basically a sound collage. They do take you through the three different sections of the song with the three different singers. Some of this is musical. Some of it is not very musical. Some of it is, it's all experimental. It's basically trying to find different ways to make the lyrics hit on different unique samples, you know, that are non traditional m- music. It's basically just experimenting with those different rhythmical exchanges where they, they try to line up a sample with the vocal track that's already there.
1: This is what you get when you put a real producer on the track. Yeah. Money Mark, known for working with the Beastie Boys for 20 years mm-hmm. and well-respected in the industry. He's not junk like most of the producers yeah. on this album. This is a real veteran. This is a real guy who had over 20 years in the industry at this point, known for being both a musician and many different instruments. And you can tell with different instruments he brings in in this track. New harmonica. Harmonica, which is awesome.
0: Guitar, synth, drums.
1: So just new elements, but a veteran and a guy who knows what he's doing and is not a part-time party DJ to really bring in some new, new sounds and to emphasize some old elements of the song Some yeah elements that were previously there I shouldn't say old elements <laughs> there's are still a new release at the time the original track
0: it's like painting the old scenes in a new color it's like the same situations from the old song but in like it's like it goes from black and white to color it's like a crazy it's like the psychedelic version this counts for what I'm looking for man a part two to until it breaks like this is the second installment in the until it breaks series as far as I'm concerned. Like he really takes it to the next level. I gave it an A. I gave it an A plus. Solid.
1: He R- should have done the whole album. Let's do yeah. Could have been Money Mark and Rick Rubin on the whole thing. Well I mean Well, yes. Rick it, probably had hand it a hand at it a lot of it. Could have been. I mean <laughs>
0: <laughs> so let's do Rick Rubin. We got a light that never comes again track fourteen. And we got Rick Rubin mixing it up he does a way more natural sounding. It's a way more like kind of tribal percussion, like a bunch of guys beating on bongos type of feel sitting around the campfire type of song to instead of Steve Aoki, they get the other seventh member of Lincoln park, Rick Rubin.
1: It very much sounds like they could have, I don't, know that this is a re-recording, but it sounds like they could have re-recorded this around a campfire or even just sat in the, a studio and re-recorded this with a couple bongo drums and a piano bass, a couple synths it's very stripped down very i don't know makes me think of a very homely feeling with the way that it's stripped down and you have all the band members coming together for vocals at times what would you give the original light that never comes uh, I believe I missed the grade, but it's, I gave it a B minus, it's okay.
0: So how does this compare?
1: I give it a solid B. It's not something I'm queuing up all the time, but I like the feel, I like the vibe. I don't know that the instrumental matches some of the sort of the energy of the vocals. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it fits that energy. Yeah. Know, they
0: conflict. I don't dig it. I gave it a C minus. I think Rick Rubin, when he's actually making the beats, like that actual style of production, instead of just kind of advising and helping with the recording process and everything, when he's actually the guy like cutting the tape and making the beats, uh, he's hit or miss for me. Sometimes it's incredible, and I really, really love his beats, and sometimes it's more... I don't even know what, man. It just Nothing about this really jumps out to me. It just seems kind of gray, just like black and white gray, like nothing really colorful about it, really.
1: Yeah, I like it a little bit more than Aoki's version, but it's not anything in their catalog that's going to jump out. That's for sure. So that's pretty much it. We've done
0: all of the Recharged album. We've touched on a few of the songs that were only on the subscription service. There's actually one more. And it's a good one. It's yet another, yet another. They did a bonus track on a bonus version of Recharge. You get one more Burn It Down. They got a, one more time for the road. We're going the Paul Van Dyke version of Burn It Down. This is pretty good. I think this one's cool. It really kind of develops... Uh, slowly and builds on itself and builds on itself and adds new and more parts as it goes along and it just keeps getting more and more and more intense it doesn't sound like a dubstep ripoff it sounds more of like kind of its own new idea of how to take electronic music forward i don't know who paul van dyke is do you
1: he won Best Dance Electronic Album in 2003 when the category was first added at the Grammys. Okay. He is a German producer and musician. That's who Paul Van Dyke is. It just keeps
0: getting heavier. I think this one's really cool.
1: I like it. A guy who's clearly been around a long time. Even prior to this point, he was around for a decade plus in the space. So another established producer to have at this point. And not some generic... Mbops. Mm-hmm. He really works with the track yeah. in the building and builds into the song. Not building alongside or doing his own thing or putting, mashing two elements together. It's working with the source material. I would give this a solid A.
0: Nice. I gave it an A-. When the main hook comes in, you will feel it. It's got its own really unique thud. It, it hits you hard. It hits you deep you could definitely this one out of all the ones we say you could dance to this this one you might actually do you might actually put this one on in a set somewhere i don't know what kind of club necessarily or what what kind of set but you could build to this you could put this this level of intensity even with the i think some of them if you tried to throw it into a set at a rave or whatever it would be definitely goofball like people would know that it was a chester bennington sample this particular one out of all the other ones it would sound badass and wouldn't be corny at all it would be like a welcome like that element of chester and mike in there wouldn't sound corny or and it would sound legit is what i'm saying like this one this one legit max legit a minus
1: all in all not a great project couple standouts didn't necessarily need it. Could have stayed as a six track EP if they'd cut like half the burning, burn it, burn it, jeez. Burn them up. <laughs> burn them up,
0: roll them up. Is that up? like
1: the lay beside you, lay with you, lay under you track? <laughs> <laughs> lying with you. Yeah, lying. That's what No, it was. that's not it. Lying. <laughs> <laughs> lying with you, beside you, under you? From you. Oh, from you. Lying from you. That's what it was. It threw us for a loop forever. But yeah, if they cut out a bunch of the burn it down tracks. All in all, you know, they did collaborate with Pusha T. Uh, on a track later on down the line. A couple good names in here. Unfortunately, a lot of them just not. Ugh. C-list. C-list? D-list? Not on any list. All in all, not a great project.
0: We should mention there are also six more A Light That Never Comes remixes. Oh, yes. I don't really want to do six more Light That Never Comes remixes. No,
1: just whatever. Just find them and...
0: They all get a D. Are you comfortable with that?
1: Find the remix that works for you. It's like 10 remixes of everything. We covered the official project for you.
0: (laughs) I'd say it's worth it for hardcore fans still. I think there's at least four or five songs that you would really dig. I think... Honestly, yeah, I think if it was like a six track EP or something that was called like living things part two and it had the money Mark one, the Paul Van Dyke one, and it had, you know, the Steve Ioki one and a couple of the Mike Shinoda ones and you cut everybody else and make it like a five or six song thing is called. You know, living things again. Living, you know, recharge your living things. Something it doesn't need to be the half of it's filler. We figured it out. We cut it. We chopped it. We slopped it. We figured out with our best DJ ears for you, Polymuse. Muse. It's an evolving concept. It's a podcast. It's an experience. We're two cousins, friends, music lovers, fellow music historians taking you on a trip hope you enjoyed that trip down the 2013 release of recharged
1: next week we will hit a regular album and we will dive into hunting party
0: check it out